the Batman Universe Podcast, your source for all the latest Batman news related to movies, television, merchandise, and video games. Thanks for making the Batman Universe your ultimate source for Batman news. Hello everyone and welcome to the Batman Universe podcast, episode number 46. I'm your host Dustin, and today we have with us... It's Apple. This is Nick. This is Humphrey. And we are bringing you the movie, TV, merchandise, video game, and general news from the past, not two weeks, but over a month worth of news since we haven't had a normal podcast in quite some time. Our spotlight character is going to be none other than Mr. Polkadot. And our feature, we are going to dissect the Batman Arkham Asylum 2 trailer that was released, which you may not have heard about, but we will get to that in video game news. Let me start off by saying Happy New Year to everybody. We have plenty of things upcoming for the BatmanUniverse.net as well as the podcast in general. 2010 will hopefully be another big year for Batman. Yeah, and hopefully for the Batman Universe with all the conventions that we're going to be trying to cover for the fans. Yeah, we've got loads of great stuff coming up this year, In uh, certainly in video game stuff. We've got more Brave and the Bold and maybe a Batman 3, uh, at least an announcement, hopefully. Hopefully that'll be coming in the next coming weeks. So, let's get right into movie news. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. We start off with December 2nd. There was an interview that was sent over from Warner Brothers that was done with Chris Noth. Now, you might be asking yourself, who's Chris Noth? If you have a female in your life, or you are a female, you might know who Chris Noth is because he plays Mr. Big in Sex and the City. And he is also voicing the good Lex Luthor in the upcoming Justice League Christ on Tours. We're not going to go over the interview itself because there really wasn't anything newsworthy in it, but you can check out the interview online. Never seen Sex and the City, so not much to comment on there. <laughs> I like him. He's a good actor. Next up, we've got December 8th. We have uh, an interview that was done with MTV, and they were talking with Morgan Freeman. And let's just play the clip. For you, Morgan, I have to ask the obligatory Batman question. Are you still are you waiting by the phone? Do you know anything about sort of a time frame? No, I'm not waiting by the phone. I don't know anything at all about it. Batman is completely out of mind because um, I know that... Uh, I just know that uh, Chris is working on uh, number three. It couldn't possibly not be. Got to try to follow yeah, it up in some I way. What I don't know is what, uh, how that story is going to uh, play out. I mean, who's, who he's, where he's going to be and who's going to be in it. Right. There's a good chance that uh, he would incorporate Lucius Fox and Alfred. Yeah. You know? Do you have a horse in the race of what villain you want to see? Penguin, Riddler? Catwoman. Yeah, I want to see Catwoman. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Do we want to cast it right here now? Any ideas? Uh, no ideas. You worked with Angelina? I, mean, I have an idea, but I, it's just an idea. I'm going to keep it to myself. Oh. Um, we can actually because... give it momentum here today. We can actually get it Who moving. Who do you want to see? Well, he's worked with Angelina. She's pretty good. Wow. 
So there's some plus news about Batman 3, uh, according to Morgan Freeman. I guess uh, Chris Nolan is thinking about the Batman franchise while he's working on Inception. Uh, the trailer for Inception is out. You guys can check that out online. But hopefully, as we mentioned earlier, Batman 3 news will be coming very shortly as we are expecting some announcement from Warner Brothers slash DC Entertainment in the coming weeks. Right. It, it, it's good that, uh, I mean, Morgan Freeman, I mean, he's been in contact with him, but I think Batman 3 might be tight-lipped more so than The Dark Knight because, I mean, more than likely, it's going to be the anticipation of this film. Yeah, I think they know they're going to get a very good response if they announce Nolan's coming back, so they're probably saving that for the right time. And regarding Inception, by the way, do check out the trailer because it does look very impressive. I'm only worried that Nolan's going to be going from The Dark Knight to Inception, which wasn't a small film. It was a very large film, big budget, big cast. And then will they be chucking him straight into Batman 3? He might get burnt out a little bit. That's my worry. Maybe he should have a bit of a break. Just as long as they don't bring in Dan Cook and something. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I think I think uh, Dust will agree with me. Being a big movie buff, I think I, I think Christopher Nolan loves being busy. This guy always has something on his plate. He, it's like he never takes a day off. I think he takes a day off, but it's right after his movie releases. Once he gets done with the press circuit for promoting his movie, he always takes like a month or two off before he starts the next one. And that's what he did after The Dark Knight. He went. F- from the Dark Knight in July, started working on an exception in November of 2008, and the movie's not coming out, obviously, until this coming summer, but based on everything that we're looking at, people who are saying Batman 3 is going to happen in 2011, it's just not. No, I was going to say that, uh, yeah, that date looks kind of iffy, but, I mean, anything's possible if they want to try to get it out. I do think Humphrey might be spot on and that Nolan might they might say to Nolan, Look, we need to cast a Riddler really quickly and then Dane Cook will send his C V in and they'll just go, Oh, I'll just cast him. I'm too tired. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they have to do a Superman movie first? Before they lose the, the rights the to rights. It? Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, that would be that would be a bad move, I think. Batman's popular, do that first. We'll see one way or the other. I mean, there's no word on whether or not they... I mean, obviously they could work on more than one at the same time, and that's what I would assume they would do if they have to do a Superman movie. But we're a Batman podcast, so let's continue on. December 11th, uh, the co-directors for Justice League Christ on Tours, uh, Sam Liu and Lauren Montgomery, did an interview that was sent over by Warner Brothers. You can check that one out online. Over on December 16th, the new voice of Batman, and I say new voice, but I imagine he's only going to be voicing it for Justice League Christ on Tours, William Baldwin, uh, the interview was done with him, and you can read that interview online as well. Now we get into some really interesting news. Uh, we move over to December 24th, Christmas Eve, and I'm going to read kind of what uh, I wrote on the website just because there's a bunch of different things that I addressed when I wrote this, but 
basically, it's kind of a Batman 3 update. A while back, we made a prediction that with the announcement of DC Entertainment, DC was going to make a big impact on the silver screen in the future. We also said wait for January 2010 for some huge announcements. Well, it appears, at least according to a lot of Hollywood producers attached to other DC projects, an announcement is coming in the next month. MTV's Splash page recently talked with Joel Silver and Dan Lin about Sherlock Holmes. As we all know, MTV digs for news even when there isn't any news to dig for. And both producers said in separate interviews that news is coming from DC Entertainment. And the quote was, they're unveiling their DC strategy in January, so you'll hear more about that, and they'll speak about that in the new year, Lynn said of WB's plans. It seems like they're building to Justice League instead of going with the team movie first and doing the individual movies after that. So can we expect to hear something about Batman 3? Um, There are some other rumors floating around saying that Warner Brothers has purchased permits in Chicago for next October. That would be October 2010. What other movie could they be doing in Chicago? They could be doing a number of movies, but it kind of falls in line with our timeline of how Batman 3 could be happening. Right. Man, it's it's exciting to hear, but um, I mean, we know how these companies work. They'll try to do everything underneath the table first before, I mean, they let any hardcore news go before, you know, everything's secure, but... Oh man, I, I just wish they would hurry up and say something. They should. I wish they would have said it on New Year's Eve. That would have been awesome. <laughs> well, it, it all makes sense to me. It sounds like you know we've had DC Entertainment form, and I think over the last two or three months, they've probably just been forming their plans for the future. So it's talking about which films they're going to do first, how planning their schedules, planning their scripting, planning who's going to come back like Nolan, someone like that. And I think the timeline works, and I reckon it, it will be January or February. They'll probably announce the next maybe two or three years' worth of films that they're planning to put together. So it all, it all makes sense to me. I just hope they do they all, they, they do all the films right. Like, uh, they do The Dark Knight and how Nolan does all the Batman films. Because if they screw it all up and, like, you know, they make a Justice League movie and then, then they want to make like each individual films it'll kind of suck if they all like don't go as good as like what Nolan has done what what he's done with Batman exactly and I imagine that I don't think I think at this point they've kind of shelved the idea of doing the Justice League movie for now and that's not to say in the future they're not going to do it but I think for now I don't think they're going to they have any plans to do it Alright, December 26th, Warner Brothers sent over some new screenshots from the upcoming Justice League Christ on Tours. You can check those out on the website. And then finally, we have an interview that was sent over by Warner Brothers on January 6th with Bruce Davison talking about voice acting in the upcoming Justice League Christ on Tours. He will be voicing President Wilson. Now, some people might know Bruce Davison because he played the Senator in X-Men and X-2, and he somehow manages to play a lot of political people. And DC gave him the promotion of being president instead of a senator. <laughs> yeah, they promoted him in DC. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that guy. He looks really different with the long hair. Really? All right, so moving into 
TV news, we have a couple different things to go over. The first thing is on December 7th, our friends over at World's Finest received word from Cartoon Network that there would be two new episodes of Batman Brave and the Bold set to air in the coming weeks. The first one was December 11th, Long Arm of the Law, and January 1st was Revenge of the Reach. Now, as we know, those episodes have both aired. On December 8th, Warner Brothers sent over some clips, images, and the synopsis for the episode The Long Arm of the Law, which featured Plastic Man and Kite Man, along with Rubber Neck as well. Seems like the first series, really. It seems like the um, airing dates for these episodes is all over the place again. We're going to get two episodes, then nothing for a while, then a couple of episodes, then nothing. I really just prefer it when it's all once a week. Well, speaking of that, The World's Finest, over on December 24th, received information from Cartoon Network stating... This upcoming schedule for Batman Brave and the Bold, and you got your wish because it looks like starting January 1st, which is already passed, there's actually going to be a new episode every single week on Friday. January 1st, as we know, Revenge of the Reach. January 8th, Aquaman's Outrageous Adventure, which has already aired at this point. January 15th, The Golden Age of Justice. January 22nd, Sidekicks Assemble. And January 29th, Clash of the Metal Man. But for how long are these going to be once a week? Is it just for January? Well, that's all we've got right now. I'm sure that down the line we'll hear some more information about February. I'm assuming that they're going to stick with uh, probably once a week until they reach around 13 episodes so they can release another volume. But uh, I imagine it's only a matter of time before they reach 13 and then they'll probably take another break like they did back last year. Hmm. Yeah, and is there any word on that um, holy episode with Adam West's Mark Hamill when that's coming up? Not yet. Everybody keeps talking about it, but they still haven't announced anything officially. I mean, we know it's happening. We just don't know. They haven't said when. A lot of people assumed it was going to be the season premiere for the second season, but then, as we know, it wasn't. So we'll have to wait and see. Well, it sounded like we got this information from Comic Con, and it, it sounded to me like it had been done pretty close to that time in that summer. And you you had to start thinking about how long does it take them to put one of these episodes together. You're probably thinking at least nine months, I'd imagine. Yeah, you know, when we were at Comic Con, they showed they showed the actual uh, voicing of it for that episode. But um, yeah, why why has it been so long? I have no idea. Maybe they just want to make it really good coming out the gate for for Batman fans, maybe. I think the big thing is they just want to make sure that they do it right and they give something to to the diehard fans who will really appreciate it, like they did with Music Meister, like they did with Legends of the Dark Might, those episodes that, you know, we as fans, not as little children, absolutely loved, and I think that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, a little nod to us in a way. And also with the Music Meister, we found out about that, I think it was a year ago, so January 2009, and then it aired October-ish, was it, or November, around that period? And um, Yeah, somewhere in that area. Mostly so you're, you're talking a long, were... a long period of time till it's completed. Yeah, I think mostly they held it back, not necessarily because it wasn't done, because I think it aired over on, in your neck of the woods well before October. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it did. It was over here before in America, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and we know it was done by July because we we watched it at Comic Con. So I, uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Is 
the music meister. All right, so December 27th, Warner Brothers also sent us over details for the next episode, Revenge of the Reach, including the synopsis, some clips, and some images. In this episode, Blue Beetle and the uh, numerous Green Lanterns all made an appearance uh, in the episode itself. And then on January 7th, they sent us some more clips and images and a synopsis, and this episode featured Aquaman, uh, Mira, Arthur Jr., Penguin, and of course, Batman. So that is all of the news we have for TV. Let's move right over into merchandise news. We've got a couple different things to report. What's going down? The very first thing on December 11th, Toy News International posted up some information about some new replicas coming from Toynami. And these replicas are both from Batman Returns. One of them is the Cowl. The Batman cowl on a stand, along with another one, which is the grapple gun on a stand as well. Um, I talked to one of the representatives at uh, Comic Con with Toy Nami, and I saw these products. Uh, one thing that I didn't see there, um, they had at Comic Con, was a real huge Batmobile, the uh, the Batmobile from uh, the Michael Keaton one. They had that in display. They also had the Batwing. But I don't see it in this lineup right here, so maybe that's some more stuff to come from them to see how the, I guess, the sales go for these items right here. But, oh man, I, I was excited when I saw it. The Batman Returns cow is a pretty good one out of all the films, and I think this this uh, particular piece of merchandise really does it justice, and it's really worth checking out. Yeah, the cow looks amazing. I, I would really want that for myself and hang it up in my, my studio. It's going to be like my main masterpiece. These things were like huge. I mean, for uh, at, at their show, they're showing the showcases that they had these in. It, it was like two items in each one, and it was like in the middle floor. It, it was like awesome. And I was looking at them, and they didn't even release the viewing of them until I think it was Saturday of Comic-Con because they were still waiting for them to come in. So when they showed them on the floor, I was just like, whoa, these are nice. Can I have them already? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so December 15th, this is just a reminder that there's a new figure of the Dark Knight Movie Masters line, and it's on sale exclusively on MaddieCollector.com. This figure is $15, and it features Bruce Wayne in his survival suit, I guess as they're putting it, from Batman Begins, and basically it's the suit that he wore before he had the Batsuit. So it still has the gauntlets, it's got the utility belt with the harness on it, as well as the ski mask that he wore over his face when he went and first met James Gordon. Yeah, this this is awesome, by I mean, if you belong to Maddie Collector, you gotta pick this up. I love this one. And just so you know, there's also a figure coming out, actually, by the time you listen to this podcast, there will actually probably be another one out. Um, it's actually going to be Harvey Dent. Not Two-Face Harvey Dent, but just General Harvey Dent is going to be released on January 15th. So make sure you check that out as well. All right, moving over to December 16th, the latest issue of Toy Fair hit stores, and inside were some previews for some upcoming releases. Among them was a preview for a Batman and Robin 2-pack. The figures will be part of the DC Universe Classics line and will be an exclusive to Walmart. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> 
no word on when the set will be released, and the Robin will be the classic Tim Drake version from the 90s. And I say boo because every time there's an exclusive to Walmart, nobody can ever find these figures. <laughs> I know. You you really have to get there early because, I mean, collectors get that real fast. And they usually take the box before it's even on the shelf, so you got to watch out for them. But, man, that Robin looks swole. It looks like he was working out big time <laughs> from that figure. All right, so also in the Toy Fair magazine on December 16th, they showed some previews of what's to come in 2010, um, including Batman the Brave and the Bold. Mattel is not stopping with this series, and we've got they had some pics of a bunch of different new items that were announced. Obviously, one of them, one of the new sets is coming off of the Long Arm of the Law episode, and it features Plastic Man and Rubberneck. It's called the Stretch Attack Battle Pack. There's also a Batman attack sub, Skyshot Batman, which has Batman in a Green Lantern outfit, and the Transforming Bat Cycle. And I can tell you that the Transforming Bat Cycle is out in stores right now because I actually saw it just yesterday. Alright, moving along, December 21st, DC Direct has announced some items to hit stores in August 2010. Among these items, there's a new series of Blamoids and the Black Lantern Batman. Also announced was an item scheduled for March 2010. This is a this item is a Batman statue based on the art of Alex Ross. Now, if you haven't seen the picture of the Black Lantern Batman, you need to go over to the website and look for DC Direct on the items announced for August 2010 under Merchandise News and check that picture out because that's probably the one figure that from DC Direct that I will make a point to buy. Yeah, that, oh my god. You can see Blackest Night Batman, that's awesome. Yeah, the detail in that figure is very impressive. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah, but also with that uh, with that DC Direct, um, for uh, the, the fans that were collecting the Gotham City storylines of statues, they also released a part three of the Joker display piece. So you, if you were collecting that, that one's coming out also. That was announced. So go under the website and click on uh, the DC Direct, and you can go ahead and see that too. Alright, so the next thing we have is on December 28th, Toy News International posts up some information about the DC Hero Clicks returning to store shelves. The, seri- the new series will be called The Brave and the Bold, and they posted a little description, which I'm going to read through real quick. Your favorite superhero miniatures game returns to stores in a powerful way with DC Hero Clicks The Brave and the Bold, featuring 55 new superhero and supervillain figures, including over 25 characters that have never before appeared in DC Hero Clicks. The Brave and the Bold includes famous DC comic team-ups like Flash Green Lantern and Lex Luthor Brainiac, and features some of the most exciting and dynamic figures, sculptures ever seen in Hero Clicks. The new Alter Ego figures Let's players start the game with a superhero in disguise and then change them into costume when danger threatens. The ever-popular Buy It by the Brick reward program is continued in The Brave and the Bold. This time it features the exclusive Batman Catwoman Buy It by the Brick figure. This piece will have an individual collector numbering and limited to 5,000 pieces. The figure will not be shipping with the bricks. Customers wanting the figure will have to go through the Mail-In Redemption to receive their pieces. Mail-In Redemption requires 10 the Brave and the Bold UPCs and the Redemption Coupon. And we have a picture online for you guys to check out. Very reminiscent of Tim Sale's Long Halloween with Catwoman sitting on the bat signal as Batman stands next to it. That's very cool. I want to go ahead and get that, man. (laughs) Because I was like, 
Ooh, that's I, I collect the 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 hero clicks only if they're Batman really, and uh, I'll display them like on my shelves. But uh, man, I really want that piece. Did people even play hero clicks back then? Uh, yeah. Um, well, for fans that really don't know what hero clicks are, or just just seeing them. What it is is that whenever you walk into your comic book store, if your comic book store has uh, it looks like a bunch of guys at a table and they're playing around. You're like thinking, oh, they're playing Dungeon Dragons or or WoW or whatever the the card games or uh, the other clicks are. They might be playing the DC characters games. So next time you might not just want to walk by. You you might just want to go check out that table and see if they're playing with any of the DC hero clicks and just see how they play. And you might get interested in that. Thank you for filling me in on that, Apple. I look uh, one of my local comic book stores. They they sell like the hero clicks and those like twenty five cent vending machine things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at um, at my local comic store, man, these they they have crazy games. I, I see the DC ones, and uh, I'm just like, wow. You get like they have I think about twenty five tables, and all of them are always taken up every weekend with, with guys playing hero clicks. All right, so the last bit of merchandise news we have is on January 7th, there was a bunch of new Hot Wheel Batmobiles announced for 2010 from HotWheelCollectors.com. Hot Wheels sent over some info about the addition to the 150th series of Batmobiles. There's going to be actually a ton of them added this year, and they're going to include the Batpod from the Dark Knight, the Penguin Batmobile from the 1966 TV series, the Batblade from Batman and Robin, the Batmobile from Batman and Robin, the Batmobile from Batman Forever, the Batmobile from Batman Returns, the Batboat from Batman Returns, and the Batmissile from Batman Returns. As we know, these have become extremely hard to come across, so either you want to spend some extra money on eBay or at the cons, now you know what to be on the lookout for. Yeah, guys, and this is the one that uh, that uh, Dustin and I had covered for the the San Diego Comic Con when we were at the Mattel booth, and we we're telling you about like all the different uh, Batmobiles that they had. They had this there, and they were just the actual uh, prototypes that were there. They were just painted on. You could just see the way they were, and now they're finally coming out. So it gives you an idea of how long it took them to go ahead and get these out to come to you. So, and these these things go fast. I mean, me and Dustin can attest to them. You you're hardly going to be able to find these because man collectors are on these items too yeah i think they look uh, they've got a lot of detail i think they're really great great looking and also it, it's great that they've taken vehicles that are from slightly more obscure well slightly less popular films like the batman and robin batblade i mean it wasn't in a great film but it looks quite interesting and same with their batmobiles and stuff so it's great that they've taken all of the as many vehicles as they could find Something that you might like, Nick, that is that uh, the Penguin one from the 60s. That one looked yeah. really cool. We saw it there, and we saw it with the umbrella on the side. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it looks good with an umbrella. Every Batmobile yeah. should have an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's going to take us into video game news, guys. Picking up video games, are we, sir? And the biggest news was on Sunday, December 13th. The day after, if you were watching the Spike TV Video Game Awards, they actually had a preview of Batman Arkham Asylum sequel. Now, of course, we're calling this Arkham 2, but they played the video, and oh my god, were video gamers just like, woo! We're just like, here's our money, take it again! Take all our money from Batman fans. 
<laughs> but uh, it was it was officially announced. the The trailer was real good. So uh, we're not gonna play the trailer for you guys because it was really just music, and you could kind of hear a Joker kind of you know heckle at the end. But uh, it gives you an idea that this story is continuing, and maybe just maybe this can be a new Batman franchise in the video game world that Batman fans have long waited for. And oh my god, it was so good, right, guys? Yes, brilliant. We'll actually talk at length about the sequel when we get to the feature, and we'll dissect it. Despite the fact that there was no nothing really to listen to, there's plenty to actually talk about. Right, right. But um, go under our video game sections under the Batman Universe guys, and go ahead and click to see that video in case you haven't seen it yet, or if you've been living under a rock, really. Okay, so on Monday, December 21st, Sony Entertainment Online also announced Mr. Freeze. Now, this is for the DC Universe online video game, which, of course, the BatmanUniverse.net and DCUO-Unlimited.com will be covering for you guys. Anything and everything Batman will be covering for the DC Universe online. Now, uh, if you go under the, the BatmanUniverse.net, you can go ahead and see uh, Victor Freeze's all the the... the the drawings that they did, all the rendering that they did for the character for this video game that's upcoming. And Mr. Freeze looks really, really cool. Yeah, I love the Jim Lee character designs that he's been doing. They, they look freaking amazing. It just really looks cool because it's kind of like an in-between of like the animation and the comic. Oh, uh, Mr. Freeze? But yeah. The, the yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I, think, I think it looks really good also. Um, what I'm a bit mystified about is the fact that they, they they're just announcing these random characters we had Nightwing now we've got Mr. Freeze well, why can't they just tell us everyone who's going to be in the game and everyone who's not I, I think that what they're doing is uh, they're perfecting this game because when you're coming out into an MMO heavy industry you want to come out and try to take the lead as far as the superhero leap for video games because you got City of Heroes you have Champions Online with DC Universe wants to come in and just say hey you know what our video game is better look at our characters look who we have that you can play alongside with and we're going to go ahead and give you that experience of just having a fun time that you'll never really want to leave so more and more news that they leak of course for Batman fans it's just we're just going to be able to live in that world and if you look at Mr. Freeze under the Batman Universe oh my god it looks so good and I also think it has a lot to do with the fact that because they have no set date of when it comes out, they have to release some new information every once in a while to keep people interested. Exactly. All right, so that's all the news we have. Let's jump right over into our spotlight character, which, which as we said, is Mr. Polkadot. We'll see what the truth is. Abner Krill, the man known as Mr. Polkadot, had invented the ingenious technology that turned circular discs into electrically charged shape-altering tools or weapons. His colorful bodysuit was covered in detachable dots, hence his name. Once a dot was detached, a device attached to his belt charged it and sent it instructions as to what size and shape it should transform into. The dots were turned into a flying buzzsaw, a flying saucer, a blinding light, sleeping gas, and other oddities. Exactly how the technology worked was never revealed. Mr. Polkadot began a series of crimes at the spot service cleaning company that at first baffled Batman. Over time, it became a dangerous game of connect the dots, for the criminal was working toward an endgame, a raid on Drummond Mat Company. 
Along the way, Mr. Polkadot eluded capture by the Cape Crusader and even managed to apprehend Robin. He forced the Boy Wonder to write a note luring Batman into a trap without noticing the dots Robin also poked into the paper. These braille letters alerted his partner to trap saving his life. The dynamic duo caught on to the costume menace pattern and finally apprehended him at the map company. This was in Detective Comics, issue 300, February 1962. After that first encounter, Mr. Polkadot continued to operate in and around Gotham City, never maximizing the potential inherent in his technology. Instead, he thought small and picked needless fights. He even managed to get on the wrong side of a baseball bat in a local bar in Batgirl Year One, number 5, June 2003, which was reviewed on BBFB not too long ago. That incident may have inspired him to use a bat when his suit ceased to function during a jewellery store robbery. He was then easily stopped by Detective Harvey Bullock in Batman GCPD number 1, August 1996. Mr. Polkadot was not seen again. And Mr. Polkadot has appeared in Batman the Brave and the Bold, and it was the episode Legends of the Dark Might. He, along with the Joker, Penguin, Riddler, Catwoman, Mr. Freeze, Two-Face, Tiger, Shark, and Mad Hatter, and several other villains appear briefly in the Batmite's imagination. And that is Mr. Polkadot. If anybody would like us to do a specific spotlight character, if you see a character in Batman Brave and the Bold and you want to know a little bit more information about him, just send us an email at podcast at thebatmanuniverse.net and we'll be sure to add it to our list. That's all I wanted to know. So that'll take us into our feature, which, as we said, we're going to discuss the biggest news of the past month, which was the announcement of Batman Arkham Asylum 2. Um, so we'll do a couple things. The first thing we're going to do is just we're going to talk about Arkham Asylum 2 in general and the things that we can kind of expect and the changes that are going to happen with this new one and some of the things that have been mentioned in and around uh, about the game. And then we're also going to take the trailer and kind of dissect it and take some of the stuff that's happened in the trailer and tell you what we see and hopefully you've seen too. So let's start off with some of the things we've heard about Batman Arkham Asylum. Now, as we know, the, the thing was, this was announced at the Video Game Awards from Spike TV. And Paul Dini, I guess, happened to be in the crowd at the uh, award show. And as soon as it was announced that they did not win Game of the Year, he wrote on his Twitter account... Oh well, on to Arkham 2. So from that, I can assume that he's on board for Arkham Asylum 2. In the trailer, we can hear Mark Hamill voicing Joker, so we would assume that he is returning as Joker as well. I would hope, I would really hope, despite the fact that we heard the rumors that he's retiring the Joker, I'm hoping that that's not the case, because if they bring somebody else on, I think it's going to add a huge distraction to the game itself. But those are pretty much the big things we have. We have nothing as far as uh, an actual date of when it's going to happen. We just know it will happen. And we also know that Eidos is no longer going to be a part of the sequel. Uh, not that they were ever part of the sequel, but they did have a pretty big role as the publisher of the game in the first one. But they are being removed from that, and now it will just be Rocksteady along with Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. 
which mm-hmm. I think is a is a great decision as Warner Brothers being the publisher for the video game. But uh, you're right, uh, Mark Hamill coming back. Hopefully, let's cross fingers and cross toes that it it sounded like him. It, we believe it was him. And oh my God, I would be so happy if Paul Dini can get another story going. Of course, as we know, um, even though we're calling it uh, Arkham Asylum Two, they're promoting it as Arkham has moved. Uh, and it looks like Arkham has moved into Gotham City, really, where all the villains are more than likely going to be at. But, oh, my God, that trailer just made me so happy. Yeah, it makes you wonder, is the title of the game going to be Arkham Asylum 2 or will it be Batman Gotham, Batman something else? Because I think they could easily do that. They don't need the name Arkham Asylum. All they need is the name Batman so they can... Use that. I'm glad Paul Dini's coming back. I mean, even though he's getting a bit of flack over on the comic podcast, he, you can't deny this game was really well written. And when he when he gets the big characters to play with and a lot of time, he he can create a really good story. Mark Hamill coming back, very important. I do wonder though, with this trailer, was this trailer made prior to work on this second game? So, for instance, did Maybe this was a scene from the end of the original game, which they decided not to include. Maybe that's why Mark Hamill's voice is in it, and he hasn't actually been involved in any work with Arkham Asylum 2. So it's interesting to see what's going on. But most important thing is it's coming back, it deserves to come back, and everyone seems very excited about it. What I want to know is what characters are going to be in the game, who are we going to get to play as besides Batman? Are we going to be playing as Nightwing or Robin, Huntress, or even the villains? I mean, like, how far are they going to take this game to, like, um, how deep are they going to get with the story, and who, I just want to know if I could play as Nightwing, because Nightwing's my favorite character, and I just want to kick, like, inmates' butts with Nightwing, so. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's go over some of the dissection of the trailer. So the trailer starts off with a camera panning out of Arkham Asylum, which, as we can see, is no longer on Arkham Island. It looks like it's right there actually in Gotham City. Arkham has a new security gate and it's much more heavily fortified and has two searchlights and two posted guards. Now that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but that's what we see first. Then uh, the camera pans out and it looks like we see an elevated train through Gotham. And we also look. It also looks like, as we as I just said, the, that Gotham as our Arkham Asylum is inside Gotham. Um, It looks like the Asylum has been moved to the mainland, possibly after maybe a traumatic event, such as maybe possibly No Man's Land, since beginning of the trailer actually starts off with some crumbling, and we'll see that a little bit later on, but uh, could it be that Arkham Asylum moved to the mainland because of a possible earthquake? I I think from, um, from the ending of the video game, and uh, I'm going to spoil it. If you haven't played the video game by now, you should have. But at the <laughs> end, you have Harvey Dent already taking off and going to, it looks like, rob a bank. And he already escaped, and Batman has to go ahead and go after him. He's going heading to the city. So I think um, with, within that trailer, I think that's what it kind of alludes to with uh, the posters that we see for uh, Harvey Dent. But... Um, I honestly think it's just that, you know, Batman is just going to the city because these criminals are loose. Yeah, I wouldn't be sure if it's an earthquake. Uh, I think that's a very good theory, though. 
Um, but I'm thinking more along the lines of, yeah, that the, these inmates have just gone wild and the city's falling apart. Because you can see the city sky... You, know, you see all the skyscrapers in the background. They seem okay. But um, I do like that theory about the earthquake. I'm interested to see if that comes back. Um, I heard on, like, there's, there's, like, speculating, like, on IGN saying that the storyline might even be taking place in uh, No Man's Land. They might be using the No Man's Land storyline this time. As for, like, the first one was Arkham Asylum. This one would probably be No Man's Land. But changing it around, I guess, with, like, different characters and stuff, or whatever they're trying to do. Well, you've definitely got to do something very different, haven't you? You can't do the same thing again because people want to... People, I mean, as much as people enjoyed Arkham Asylum, it's got to be new and fresh. But moving into the next part of the trailer, so then we have a, we see a garage door that has Long Live Joker on uh, spray-painted on the side of it. And then from there, it automatically cuts into a street of Gotham, and the streets are closed off, similar to possibly what could happen in No Man's Land. But there's a car on fire. The same inmates that we saw in Arkham Asylum are running around, beating up security guards, stuff like that. We see somebody thrown outside of a window onto the ground. Um, then we see some of some people on the ground that appear to possibly be some guards that are just getting beat up by the inmates. And then we get to some interesting things. We see the outside of the Iceberg Lounge, which we know as Penguin's Notorious Nightclub Lair. Then, directly after that, we see a black cat, um, possibly Catwoman's pet Isis, prowls the fire escape which you really have to look for that because you'll miss it if you're not looking for it but it's right at the same spot as the iceberg lounge right right now it oh man if you could go inside the iceberg lounge that would be that would be cool if that's where if that's where the penguins at like if he's like of course a boss level type oh man that would be cool and the interesting thing about the Iceberg Lounge is it, it looks pretty dead. It looks like it's been shut for a while. It's boarded up, so you wonder what's been happening there. Then we move into the camera. continues to pan down the side of a building where we see a poster that says, We Want You, that's kind of ripped. But if you look closely, you can see that it's actually Two-Face dressed up as Uncle Sam with his two different sides. And you don't actually see his face, but you do see his attire is two-sided. Right, which leads you to believe that's the Two Face. Maybe he's uh, maybe he's recruiting henchmen or something like that. Maybe the villains like Penguin, Joker, Two Face. Perhaps they're trying to recruit their own army for their own purposes. They're fighting each other. That is definitely a thought. So then we go into a building where it looks like it's the inside of a carnival, or I guess not necessarily a carnival, but something that has some rides. And we see a roller coaster with a dead body riding inside. Um, we would assume that this is maybe possibly a Joker hideout of some sort. Then the car with the body stops and we see a sign that says Sionis, which we would know as Roman Sionis, a.k.a. Black Mask. Woohoo! <laughs> I am glad they're involving him. And then from there we go to the top half of that building where we see Harley Quinn walking up to a chair and she's standing at none other than the Joker's side. And from there, the camera swiftly comes around and we see Joker who looks like he's a little worse for wear as he was beaten the heck out of at the end of Arkham Asylum. He's, he looks like very sick. 
very sick. He has a pint of blood attached to him through an IV. His hair is all scraggly. He is, well, I'd say pale, but obviously he's normally pale. Uh, but he definitely is missing some of his teeth, and his eyes look like they're completely shot. <laughs> yeah, he's recovering from taking all that venom inside the video game, so I think he is having his normal blood transfusion right there. Yeah, and it really raises the question of, last time we saw him, he was being taken back into Arkham Asylum in a straight jacket. so how did he get out? That's the interesting part. Gets and, and as you were saying, it's, it seems like it's soon after his fight and his change back from the Venom. So he's got out of Arkham Asylum apparently very quickly. Right. Also, if you look within that picture, that uh, in that trailer, you also see a doctor's coat. There is a doctor's coat and the pint of blood that's attached to Joker actually says Gotham Central Hospital. So. And we all know who worked there. The Man, the that could be Tommy Elliott, too, because so. he's worked that's at Gotham true. when he works as... Uh, taking spots yeah. there so alright and then the end of the trailer is the bat signal and it is crumbling looks like it's made of concrete and the concrete's falling apart then we see Warner Brothers DC and Rocksteady's logos and then we see that the website is now ArkhamHasMoved.com alright so that's the entire trailer now going back to what I was saying with No Man's Land it's a high possibility one because we see the fact that No Man's Land is on Gotham that's the first sign. The second one is that we see the bat signal crumble, possibly like it would crumble if there was an earthquake. That's not, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching there, I'm reaching out there, but uh, it's possible. Also, going back to a thing that Nick said earlier about maybe Two-Face and Black Mask and Penguin are recruiting armies, that's exactly what happened in No Man's Land where the different villains had their own gangs and they controlled certain aspects of Gotham City. That could be interesting. Mm. And it was an epic story as well, so it'd be interesting to see how much they take from that, or all of it perhaps. It'd be interesting to see what they do. My favorite um, Batman series and storyline ever. They, they really did a great job with that story. I would love to see this as a game. Right, and we, we might very might see that. Um, the The whole trailer leads you to believe that there is just total chaos within Gotham, and what's going on with some of these criminals. I know we saw the iceberg; it looked kind of run down. You know, maybe that's that was uh, Two Face taking over Penguin's area. You know what I mean? We, that we knew that they had that battle within there. Um, where's the Penguin? Are we going to be able to fight? You know, some of these characters. You know. Uh, Arkham, when we last left that video game, we were racing into Gotham City to go ahead and stop Two-Face from robbing a bank. So where is that going to lead us? And we never got to see the Riddler, though he, the Riddler was involved in the video game in some sort. So, oh, man, it can we can just speculate all day. But um, from what the trailer has showed us, we got Black Mask, we got Penguin, we got Catwoman, we got Joker. I mean... Two-Face... I mean, Oh my god, and Harley was right there too, so... Also guys, don't forget that there was the secret scene at the end of the first game where they had several of the characters come out of the water and grab a load of Venom. So they got to do something with that as well. True. Yeah. Or maybe they're sick of Venom now, I don't know. They might have got bored of that. Can I just ask one question? Has there been any rumours or clues at all about a release date? No. No. Huh. 
Well, to what we covered when this first dropped about Arkham Asylum, it was back in October uh, after the Dark Knight already had came out. So if we can kind of look on that time span, this was announced in December, almost at the same time where the video game was released in summertime, which, which, which was August. So could it be August or be pushed back to the holiday season? We might look at that time frame. And I'm going to disagree with Apple and say they're just letting people know it's going to happen, and I don't see it happening within the next year. I just want to say I'd, say 20, I'd say 2011, maybe middle of 2011, or maybe first half of 2011. I think it. Look at it like this: if because Batman Three isn't going to be happening in 2011, it leaves 2011 open to be a very big year for Batman: Arkham Asylum Two, and I think that's what's going to happen. I think if they put it out this year. Personally, I think they'd be rushing it, and I think that they are definitely not the type, Rocksteady is definitely not the type of studio that will rush a project just because they know they can make a buck. Another thing I wanted to say was that um, they're going to make this a like an open world kind of thing, right? Like, where it's going to be like um, kind of like GTA? I don't know, I don't know if Rocksteady is going to lean that way. I mean, they, they had so much success with doing it uh, I guess Batman Arkham Asylum way, so I don't know if they'll if they're gonna go to open world type. Um, I know, of course, on their forums, people have wanted co-op or multiplayer. Uh, I, I I don't know, but we do know. I mean, it takes place during the time when Robin is Tim Drake and Nightwing is uh, Dick Grayson. So could we have some form of co-op? I I think they might incorporate a co-op feature. But I don't know if it's going to be open world or multiplayer. I hope they don't make it open world because if they make it open world, they might dumb down the graphics or whatever to make the world bigger. Like kind of like what they did with Superman, the Superman Returns. Right. So it's like I don't know. Some I mean, some games are pretty cool like that, but I don't see Batman being like if they have a formula, they should just stick with it. Yeah, I agree. Can. I can see it clearly now for the first time. So that's all we've got for this episode. Just a couple different things out there. If you haven't been listening to the Batman Universe specials, you are missing out on a bunch of cool stuff. But uh, recently we did an episode, which is the 2009 The Batman Universe Awards. And we announced the nominations for various different categories from movie, TV, comics, merchandise, video game, all kinds of different categories that have to do with stuff that is nothing but Batman related. You can take a listen to the podcast itself, hear the different nominations, hear why we nominated them, and then you can head over to the website and in the top right-hand corner of the screen there's a spot that says vote for the 2009 TBU awards. So you can click on that and then you can place your vote for the awards. The next normal podcast will in fact be the we will be announcing the winners of the 2009 TBU awards. But these are all fan-decided. We're not deciding them. You guys are. So go head over there, place your vote. And there's also a page during that ballot to leave some feedback about the website and what you want to see changed, what you want to see changed on possibly the podcast, all kinds of stuff. You can always email us any comments or suggestions to podcast at thebatmanuniverse.net. You can take a listen to the Batman Universe comic podcast to get any news and reviews about Batman comics. You can head over to the forums, chat with other Batman fans, 
Check out the editorials for different comic reviews, TV episode reviews, all kinds of different just editorials in, in, in general. And then on top of that, leave us reviews on iTunes, and just check out the website for daily news. Yeah. So this is Dustin. This is Apple. This is Nick. This is Humphrey. You've been listening to the Batman Universe Podcast, episode 46. We'll see you guys next time. Take care, guys. Goodbye and Godspeed. Peace. Peace. <laughs>